Hello and welcome to episode 18 of The Final Whistle with Ant, Martin and me, Nathan. And today we are absolutely delighted to be joined by current National League assistant referee and founder or co-founder of Yes Ref, Ben Williamson. And Ben's going to tell us about the evolution of Yes Ref and tell us Probably firstly, a good place to start is 15-year refereeing career up to this stage, Ben. Yeah, um, firstly, I'll start with by saying thank you very much. Thanks for, for inviting me on. Um, thanks for all your support that you've done with YesRef so far. Um, the sharing, the liking, the, the commenting to us um, has been quality. Um, so thanks for that. Uh, yes, 15 years, it makes me feel really old now. <laughs> Coming into my 15th season as a referee um, and still only made it this far. Um, start, yeah, referee in Wiltshire, um, down, down south where it's really cold most of the time. Um, started off 2005, I think, was my referee's course. Um, one of the biggest players in, in Wiltshire, Herbie Magri Overend. Um, big out to... Big up to, to Herbie. Um, was a great tutor back in the day um, when you used to sit through and read, just read the laws of the game and you, you weren't really allowed to go outside and, and do much out there. Do you remember those days? Hopefully the training's changed a little bit since then. Um, progressed through um, the local county uh, at 18, got to supply league referee level four. Um, I went on to the Hellenic League uh, where Brian King kindly put his arm around me and looked after me. Got to level three a couple of years later. Um, and we're now at the point where this year um, we went off in the pathway of after three years, you have to choose whether you want to be a referee or an assistant referee, um, to which I have fortunate enough to found myself on the National League Premier Division, um, which sees me going to the likes of, I don't know, Torquay, Aldershot, Weymouth, Yeovil, that sort of level of football, which is quite nice. Um, using the comms kit every week, which is different every time you use them. And yeah, the first season this year, I've had to choose. So now I'm assistant referee only, um, which I now lo no longer pick up the whistle, which is a bit sad. You said mm. you said you've had a 15 year refereeing career. I've got to ask this: Did you start when you was a sperm? Because you don't look like you're old enough <laughs> to even be having a 15 year career. How old are you, mate? Uh, I'm 29. Um, but just some youthful good looks, mate, is all it is. <laughs> you didn't have a tough paper round like we did, eh? <laughs> no, I didn't do a paper round at all. Did you hear what he said then as well? It's cold in Wiltshire. Can you imagine how I failed? What's all that about? It's cold in Wiltshire, my heart. going up north still, or are you okay now? Can you imagine how I feel? The last time we recorded one, we had about a foot of snow in it. Oh, no. No, that, that doesn't do much for me down here, mate, I tell you. Hold my ass, Jesus. <laughs> God. I, I'd like to pick up on something about I've I've seen you come through. I think you were in the regional academy, weren't you, at one point? Yeah, uh, you, you ran that back in the day, didn't you? Yeah, I ran that back in the day. Always Sunday morning at Columpton. Columpton, yeah, had some good training days. Actually, that was a that one at Columpton was quite funny, actually, because we were all going to use Columpton's football pitch, so we give them a shout-out to crack a little club in Devon. Columpton, just off, off the M5 there. And um, what we would do with high-dev facilities with me, and we'd have a pitch and we'd do some training, you know, not necessarily kill you, but I absolutely pissed down. And it absolutely just flooded everywhere. And we thought, Jesus Christ, what are we going to do? And we had Lee Colbert there, didn't we, as a guest? And he said, right, sod it. What we're going to do is, we're going to call it, call it the ref doctor. We put two chairs up there. Lee sat on one. Totally ad hoc this was. We said, right, every one of you has got to go and sit on that chair. And and he's the doctor, and you've got to see part of your game that you want to make better. And it worked out like a treat, didn't it? I remember you being up there, and you were, you were really good. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good to, obviously, just being around that type of referee and that calibre of referee was, was really good. Um, and it was just different. It was a bit unique. It wasn't the kind of general referee training that we used to get where we just sit at the laws of the game and you'd come up with some really bizarre um what would happen if two flying squirrels came on started playing football with you you're like why in law would we need to who cares like that's never going to happen um so yeah we started doing stuff that was relevant to to our game obviously we were all quite young then all the referees were mine you might not have been that young, but we were all quite young. So we were obviously keen to progress and, and, and learn for any, anything we could. Um, 
the, the, I think the worst bit was we used to do that hour, hour and a half of fitness. I'm not the fittest guy, so that killed me every time. I think I came with a, a, a mum's note most of the time to go, oh, yeah. I had a game yesterday, I couldn't possibly do the fitness session today, or I broke my leg purposely yesterday, so I didn't have to do the <laughs> do the fitness with you guys. <laughs> you know what, it's interesting that, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll ask the other two boys this as well. What, one of the things they used to do, some of them used to do, I was always a bit different, as you probably noticed. I didn't like killing them when he did any form of training. I remember Dave Cook moaning about uh, people getting injured when they were doing training for regional academies. And I think they do it with core too now, where they have training assessments for core. And people are really keen to get in core. And then they'll go all out and they'll pick up a bleeding injury doing that sort of training. So I've never sort of believed in, all right, at elite level, football league level, do all the training you can at every meeting possible. But at like four up to three, up to 2B, I don't think we should be doing, you know, a game on a Saturday then core meetings and big training sessions on a on a following day so i remember you always thinking hey, he's, he's 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 got a bit of a a little bit of arm but you're always you're always interested in line and where you know you're you know the national league there but you're always a good referee and i i don't really agree i don't expect you to comment on it but i don't really agree on this like um you take you've got to choose after three years you've got to choose a line or a referee because Personally, I really, I really benefit from climb the ladder when you do the li- the line above the level you referee at, and you're learning from those referees, and then you climb. Then you sort of get acclimatized to the level of refereeing, and I just don't see you know any major problems still doing that. I remember at level three and two B, there would be lads who are Premier League linos being on a telly on a Saturday, and then going to Willand or you know these like that level team the week after so I could get the difference in it you know one week in front of like you know 40,000 people next year and four people and his dog I said but I still think that's good for the game I really do think that was good for the game so yeah I'm sure you I'm sure you missed that yourself Ben but I don't expect you to comment on it yeah I just think it's it's just a really difficult decision to make Um, after 15 years of refereeing and running the line to then say kind of you need to make a decision Um, luckily as I enjoyed both it wasn't really too much of wasn't wasn't horrific but for some people that that really want to referee but they're doing okay on on the line and at the end of the day I think we all just strive to to want to be the best of ourselves so yeah you want to you want to referee or you want to be a part of football at the best and the highest level you can get to no matter what your dream is if, if your dream is to get onto the football league does it matter if you do it as a referee or as an assistant? The job, I'd argue, is just as important because you couldn't do each other, you couldn't do one role without the other role. Um, it, it wasn't an easy decision, um, but I, I do enjoy the level of football that I'm at and using the comms and, and going to some big stadiums. And part of being a National League assistant is doing the Premier League reserves. Um, so I was saying earlier that uh, Friday night I had Aston Villa, West Brom. Uh, the Aston Villa team fielded the vast majority of the team that they that played Liverpool the week before. Um, so trying to keep up with them is is difficult. They're full time professionals, and there's me that will try and do a run every month or so if I can. Particularly when you got builders in, by the sounds of it, who are, it's either a really hard woodpecker or that's a hammer drill here. <laughs> Yeah, and I, t- I did tell the woodpecker that it needs to fly off at two o'clock. Um, it's <laughs> not happened. He's like, um, no, I'm just going to carry on drilling. Just going to keep working. Um, yeah, so apologies for the background noise. That's what it is. So just just with, with this, you know, the, the kind of specialisation when you get to that level, do you not maybe think, and, and I know, Ben, it's, it's it comments or not, it's, it's up to you, but it's like having to choose what degree you're going to do when you're at GCSEs, I think maybe just there should be more crossover still at higher levels because like like Martin, the way Martin did it, obviously you learn so much as a referee to referee as an assistant at the higher levels. But if if you've got the disparity between, okay, well, if you're an assistant at the high level, and I know it's, it's different, the higher you go uh, compared to to what you do, but then refing the, the the gap is 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 huge. There should be maybe more crossover. I don't know. I, I it, it does obviously produce some specialists, but in terms of enjoyment, it's like you got to choose. Would you rather be anything at a certain level, or do you want to do what you enjoy the most and just get as high as you can within that role? It's a weird one. Yeah, but then you could also argue then but on the flip side, there'll be some um, young referees that I might be tutoring or you guys might be tutoring at a course at some point soon 
and they might just want to run the line and they might do the referees course to start running the line. And it's just trying to bridge that gap to make sure that there's also a pathway for them that might be a level seven referee um, and not like being the man in the middle or and having that authority, but absolutely loves running the line and is brilliant at it. So I think just to be able to offer those pathways is probably the right thing. Um, but potentially there, there should be um, some kind of option for referees that want to do the draw role. Yeah. I wonder how, 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 yeah, in that pool of officials, how many still want to do both and how many are committed to just one or the other. Uh, sure. it, it's, it'll be it'll be something. Yeah, you'd have to kind of sit down and find a su- survey everyone to, to actually get that information. Yeah. I just think it's um, remarkable, really, though, when you when you think about the current crop of officials that are coming through. I mean, you've got Darren England, who's uh, I think he's in his first year in the Premier League, isn't he? He's done the the FA Cup final as a an assistant. Uh, so it's John Brooks, I think, who's select group two at the moment. He's done the FA Cup final as an assistant. Um, and, and, and I think by all accounts he's probably one that, that will be looked at as a Premier League referee in the future as well so I think that and I know Andy Madley's FIFA now and he was an assistant on the Premier League so I, I think that you know to do both and to have an appreciation of both positions I think absolutely is um, absolutely has served a lot of the sort of what you would call younger referees at the moment who are at the at the professional end of things where where they're doing it as a job I think it's obviously served a lot of those guys really well over the last 10-15 years so I I think it's an interesting um, you know in in terms of what it's produced I think it's very very interesting the outcome and and, and the fact that obviously that decision's now been placed upon guys in your position Ben Yeah and I think some of the benefits that is like you said um, when I was doing the dual role refereeing on the Southern League and still running the line a National League Premier Division it's you learn so much from the referees you're on with the comms kit listening to how they communicate with players how they deal with the more challenging player Um, and then equally being involved in the debrief at the end of it the the, the golden nuggets that those kind of maybe slightly better observers or those kind of observers that have a good understanding for the game at a slightly high level, they they throw some absolute golden nuggets at you. And actually, it, I think, I personally felt it benefited my refereeing in, in the levels I was refereeing at. Um, so I can certainly see the argument of why it's, like you said, it's, you run the line at one level, you learn it, you then referee at it, and then you keep going up that way. Um, yeah, I do like that idea. With the com- Sorry, mate. Come on, Nathan. I was just going to say that with the comms, compared to running maybe the line when you first started at like supply league and then running the line at contributory league where you wouldn't have comms. Do you, do you think it's better to, to have that and to be able to, to, to actually hear those conversations? Because obviously you still get to work with a higher level referee and you're still learning from them, but to actually hear the individual conversations that they're having once you're at a level where you've got comms, do you think that that actually has added to your learning more from being an assistant? A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I think I've, I've been, I'm part of some of the referee kind of Facebook groups and stuff and, and comms kits always come up about how cool they are and oh, should they really be able to wear them at a lower level and stuff. Um, I think there's actually a proper skill set to use in the comms piece um, as well as just listening and learning and taking that information on and, and trying to think how you can put that into your game. It's not as simple as, well, you put a, you put a comms kit on and actually you'll get all the decisions right and things will be easier. Um, game a few weeks ago um, on the National League the referee was uh, ball was down my side um, I was looking to my left the ball had just gone out of play um, so I've gone up with a flag and I'm on the comms going ball's out of play ball's out of play ball's out of play at the same time the other assistant is saying offside 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 so no one could really hear each other then the ball is then put in the back of the net the referee's looking all the the back four have stopped because they know that the player's offside the referees then stop play looking over at the assistant. The assistant's got his flag up in the air. I'm still buzzing, going, no, actually, you need to listen to me because on this occasion, I've my issue comes first. Um, ball's gone out of play. And it looks really messy. And uh, oh, we then restarted with the correct outcome. We restarted with the throw-in. But that whole art of only speak when you need to speak, if you then hear somebody else is speaking, you should probably just wait, let them finish so that you're heard. It, like, as well as trying to keep in line with the second last defender, looking to your left, make sure the ball's not going out of play. Do I need to get involved in anything else? Is the people behind me shouting at me? 
joining to listen to them are they right what's going on like it's it's really difficult i struggle to do two things at once like i'm trying to talk to you think and breathe like that's difficult if you then add into the mix all the football related stuff it, it's tough yeah but comms are great and when you get to use them it, it's fantastic but not at the lower levels you don't need to learn the skills yeah exactly. yeah I, I agree mate and i think on um comms is like everything on the line less is more from your involvement from your from what you say how you do less is always more and we talked we had a clip on when jerry was on jerry gill was on about uh, a system referee really good quality system referee but the flag went up too early the flag definitely went up too early and we normally we said about normally an early flag is normally a wrong flag you tend to find that the the art of knowing when to not put the flag up, you get sort of delay at certain levels. But there's certain times when the balance, when a, a, a quick flag will stop, like, you know, a nine on a keeper, you know, and stuff like that, or a long one can give you time for something else to develop. And I just think having having that little little bit of now about you that you can get through listening to how other referees deal with it is really important. But one of the things I want to ask you, mate, is on, who does the fourth official? At that level, what, what are they threes? Uh, yeah, generally level three referees. Okay, so they can obviously wear the headset and they can hear what's going on. So I'm yep. sure that the referee who isn't normally at that level, maybe once, maybe once a month, maybe. I think that would really help a fourth fourth official. Sit, you know, they listen to what goes on as well. So I think it's, it's I think the opportunity is there to learn from the headsets as you climb the ladder, and I just think it needs to be exploited a bit more. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I disagree at all, with you mate. You know, listen, one of the reasons we got you on, apart from being a top, top ref, top, top line on, is to talk about this really impressive product, actually. I, I, I'm quite impressed with it. And I think uh, there's anything that's been created and had a little bit of luck. Business, Clattenberg said on our last blog about refereeing, you, you do need, you know, 10% luck. I think what you created here, you, the, the COVID's been quite positive for what you created in regards to, to Yes Ref. And do you want to tell us a little bit about Yes Ref? Yeah, um, so Yes Ref was a discussion that happened with me and my friend Ollie um, back end of 2018, we started talking about it. 2019, we started doing some work and just exploring some opportunities because, so as we've alluded to, 15 years of refereeing, I've felt many of the struggles that referees find now. Um, so I'm also a referee tutor and a mentor, so I get involved in the new referee courses. And one of the most common questions was, like, where do I find my first few games? Because you have to do five games to after your training to then kind of before you can do the exam and the law, law test, et cetera. Um, you have to go out and do five games. And most of the people say, well, where do I get them? How do I get them? Where do I get them? Um, yeah, fine. Some counties like Wiltshire, you can get put on a league and they'll, they'll give you some fixtures. But there's lots of occasions where that can get lost and that information doesn't happen. It doesn't get passed to the person that helps you find some games. There's We know that there's people put things on Twitter, on Facebook. You, if you know the right person, they might text you. You might get a phone call. All about trying to find a game. I need a ref. I need a ref. I need a ref. And it just got to the point where we thought, why is there no central depository for somebody to post something that I want to find a referee um, and a referee can go on and go, oh, there's a game here, I can do that, I'll take it. And if I press the button, everyone could know that I'm free and I'll do the game. It just, it, it doesn't exist. It didn't exist because it does now. Um, so that, that sort of yes, yes Ref was created then to, to help people find games because we knew that there must be a school game somewhere that needs a referee, but they don't know who to ask or how to get one or they email the County FA and the County FA have got loads to do and it gets missed and then they look at it and, oh, the game was three days ago. Well, that's too late. Um, things is small-sided football, leisure leagues, goals, football Monday, they all need referees find that you don't need to be a FA qualified referee for all of it, but they, you still need a referee. And then that must also happen in other sports as well. Football can't be the only one where they need to find a referee and there's no central way of finding it. So yes, ref was, was born out of that as, as a way to find referees. We then, we had a really successful pre-season pre-COVID. Um, we had 99 requests for, for referees um, through some marketing we did with local clubs and leagues, etc. Um, and we managed to fill 98 of them. 
I say we managed to fill. They were put onto the platform and the referees went onto the platform and went, yeah, I'll do that. Um, and then our system gives out some automated comms to Darren Perrin, for example, once the game was filled with the three different roles. Um, and he got an email saying, there you go, here's your three officials. It took Darren five minutes to put all of his preseason games onto the system. You log in, put the game of the game details that we ask for. It then sits on what we call our hashtag live games list. Um, referee signs in, can scroll through that, click a button, game's done. It fills up, fills up the game. And the person that puts it on gets an email to say he's your referees. Um, we then kind of extended that because I, I can't even remember who it was, but someone said, well, if you've got all their details, can I not just pay them through your system as well? And then we kind of sat there and we brainstormed and we thought, what could we do with this? What, how could we do that? And I tell you now, it's taken very many late nights, a few bottles of red wine, not each night, but over the course of all the late nights. Um, and we, we found a way that we could give a referee their own individual payment portal um, where they can store their bank details because we did some research with clubs. Um, and a lot of them were saying that finding cash on match day is really difficult. Um, especially now in the COVID times, the FA recommends that it pay, payments made digitally. Uh, the clubs don't have cash at hand because there's no bar money, there's no gate money because it's behind closed doors and people can't turn up. So where do they get 160 quid cash from? Um, so uh, being able to pay referees digitally without having the need to get everybody's bank details, then sit there and put them all into the system because how long does it take to set up a new payee? Now, that, depending on what bank you're with, it's a couple of minutes. If you've got three or four to do, that's now like a 15, 20-minute process. Whereas by being with us, in your own payment portal, you can update your bank details whenever you want. You can put yours on, you can put your missus on, you can put your wife's on if your missus doesn't need to find out, whatever that, whatever you want to do with it. You can pay, pay into any bank account um, at the click of a button. If you want to change your details, no problem. If you then go to go to a club and they go, oh, right, you were here three weeks ago. Um, I'll just pay you. I've got your bank details. What happens if you've changed your bank details between then? The club pays the wrong bank. You want your money. The club said they paid you. Who do you argue with? There's there's no visibility that that payment's happened. But through the SREF portal, we can see everything. You can see, you, you'll get an email to say that you've been paid, um, who the game was, the date it was. You get the choice of paying directly into your bank account or into a PayPal account. Um, if you, you get to choose your preference. Uh, the clubs, from a club's point of view, you they only have they only ever have one payee, so they pay us, and then obviously our system then pays out the, the referees. So they don't have to set up multiple um, payees in their bank system. It's only ever one, and it's us. It, so we then came up with YesRef is the easy way to find and pay referees because we didn't need any really fancy titles. does exactly what it says on the tin. And what's, what's your rollout? Are you just wheelchair? Are you nationwide? Uh, so we are... Nationwide, there's yeah, no reason behind. We are nationwide. Uh, we're doing a lot of work in Wiltshire. Um, we have partnered with the Hellenic Football League. Um, so we're really proud to have them on for this season. And it looks like we're, we're agreeing that they're going to carry on using us next season. Um, we have a discussion with somebody in the USA at some point in the near, to, near future, um, which I'm not going to share too much about because it's just some kind of initial exploratory um uh, conversations really um, we have been approached by somebody in Australia about using the system so even with the social media and the things that we've done now um, it's quite apparent that there's a real need for a single location to find and pay referees um, we, we've had discussions and there's ongoing discussions around different sports different parts of football so small-sided as well as kind of the 11-side game there's, you can it works for tournaments in the summer you need 20 referees no problem stick it on our platform what you need and then people can just go and find it like one of the most amazing kind of things that we didn't really think about when we when we saw when we started yesref was a referee up north i mean anything past swindon is north for me but i think nathan he might have been up somewhere even norther <laughs> up with you wow. and wanted to come and referee a game down at melksham which is in wiltshire um it was quite a quite a trek. He said, I don't care about the mileage. I just want to referee at a new ground. He was the correct level. He was entitled to, he was allowed to do so. There's no reason why he couldn't. He just wanted to experience a new ground. So we made that happen. He just went, well, yeah, I'll just come and do the game. 
So he drove many hours to come and referee a match from town. God, he must have been bored. <laughs> with the driving, <laughs> just with the driving. Um, but I mean, the, the lack of visibility of opportunities is incredible. Now, if I wanted to get pretend lockdown is not happening and football's happening, bar that one game at the weekend, did you hear that there was a kids' game that was played somewhere at the weekend? No? I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone they just kind of um, helped themselves to a pitch. There was about what 30, 40 parents as well, and they just had a game of football. Yeah. The police got called in all sorts. Yeah, yeah. But let's pretend lockdown's not happening. If you wanted to have a game tonight, where would you go and find it? Good question. You wouldn't know, would you? No. So to log into Yesref and see all the available opportunities that are correct for kind of your level and how far you want to travel and all those like kind of little tick boxes, and then it brings you a list of these games. Oh, there's one five minutes down the road. Yeah, I'll do that. Never heard of that club or team. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll go referee. Bam, job done. It's funny, but you you mentioned Melcham a couple of times. Good club. Darren Perrin, top man. Was really difficult as a, as a manager. He's had a bit of a reputation of refereed him and being there when he, when my referees have been refereeing him as a coach. The manager, Rich Fay, is a, is a bit of a fan of ours. And uh, he's coming on. He's agreed to come on. Now, we had Jerry Gill on, Bath City manager, uh, top lad, ex-pro. Rich come through the system as a goalkeeper. But what's really, really interesting about Rich is that he's forensic with his referees. He's got a sheet of every referee that's ever refereed his games. And he traffic lights them. Red, amber, green. He puts comments in about which players are booked, how many he booked, what he booked them for, what players are subbed, and all this sort of stuff. It's a really, really interesting um, conversation I'm going to be having, having with it. So it's, it's, it's you know, ironic that you're talking about Melch. If you to need it. an example of a referee uh, that he's done, please don't use me. <laughs> well, what we'll do, mate, we'll omit you, we'll cross it, we'll be like, you know, we'll redact it, like one of, you know, President Trump's little dodgy documents. <laughs> yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll show it up. Rich is really good, he's really passionate, he's a, he's difficult to manage, he's definitely difficult, he, he knows that. He, he knows, knows that. that's a good thing, he knows he's difficult. He knows it, he isn't one of those, there's managers out there who just like, just, just unmanageable. And it, it's just a matter of time before you bin them. But Rich, he knows exactly how far to go. Very intelligent, very, very intelligent guy. Like how he referees, how, how he manages rather. And, and I like how he plays the game. So as a coach, you know, something else we've talked about is how coaches get their referees to, to manage certain teams. There's always, Clattenburg talked about it, being prepared for, you know, what, what challenges you're going to face. So I'm really looking forward to having them. I'm glad you're involved at Melksham. They're a good club. Yeah, they they were kind of instrumental. To be fair, um, I so we've got kind of like a little presentation that we do, um, just to kind of get the feeders out there and, and share with people because it's because it's new. People are scared of it. People don't like it. As Martin, I'm sure you are very well aware. <laughs> it's a little bit dis- disruptive. It's different, and and people don't like it. Um, so I, I I've had a, a kind of a sporting relationship with Darren for for several years. I've I've lived in Melksham for a very long time. Um, so I've always I've, I've grew up refereeing Melksham, if you like. Um, we, we didn't always see eye to eye, Darren and I. Um, I think it was a penalty that I gave at the Conagher once that I, he might not have disagreed with. He might not have agreed with. Um, and it, yeah, it was a bit of a frosty relationship. But again, we, we moved on, did some more games, and it was fine. So I approached Darren kind of just when the SRF was starting their kind of find and pay referees system. Um, and he loved it. He he used us for every single preseason, just stuck it straight on the platform. I had not too much to do after that. Um, the referees were would go on, take the game, he'd get an email. Um, and then he they, they were using the, the pay referees feature as well. Um Another great club, Westbury in Wiltshire. They they've been brilliant. Um, Greg absolutely loves it because he can get his phone out at half time. He can just do what he needs to do, put the pay the money, and and the referees are getting their their, their money at, at half time. I thought you were going to say you get his phone out at half time and get another referee. Saying, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't actually offer that feature yet. It's just a second half referee. Yeah, the ref. Maybe, maybe that's an opportunity. I'll, um, I'll, I'll see if we can get that on the product roadmap. What you can do, you have a little button that just like if you don't like the ref, you can eject him. You can call it the Hackett's button. <laughs> and you can get Keith Hackett to go, you know, I don't like him because I don't like his, his haircut or he's fat. He's fat. He's not as fit as I was. He's got a beard. Fuck's sake. Sorry. 
Carry on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that in a nutshell is is kind of the the SRAF platform. It's, so Ben, Ben, if I'm a ref, how do I access this platform? Is it an app? Is it a website? Talk me through that bit. So we've got some exciting plans for 21-22 season, um, where we're hoping the app will be developed. Um, it's website based at the moment, so yesref.com. Um, sign up. We uh, we engaged quite a lot with the county FA um, when we were building it in several county FAs. Um, again, because it was new, they were like, oh, I'm not really too sure about this. Um, and all that came out of it was there was some concern around safeguarding. So all we did out of that, we agreed that a couple of screenshots from the whole game system for now would need to be uploaded um, just to show that you're affiliated to the county FA, et cetera. We wanted to make sure that the, the right referees were going to do the right thing, which I think is fair enough. Um, so we asked for, for that little bit of information um, and you then have to kind of just put your payment preferred payout method in. So do you want to be paid by PayPal? Then you put those details in or, or your bank details in the secure portal. Um, and once that's done, you're, you're good to go. You can browse the live games list, um, see what games are on there. Um, today, as it stands, there's none on there, but that's only because of lockdown. Um, if lockdown wasn't happening, we, we'd have plenty of opportunities on there. Um, and as simple as that, referees log in, find, find a game you want to do, press the apply button, um, and you'll get an email to say, yeah, thanks very much. The game's yours. Um, and the club get to see get to see your details. So we don't want to take away the fact that the club probably still needs to ring them or text drop on the text and go, just double check in. Um, that's the process now. Uh, we get a game, but the club will still email us or call us and confirm the details. We still want that to happen because I think it's important that we build bridges with clubs. Referees and clubs get to speak and they get the telephone number. And if there's an issue or they want to talk about something, then... I'm really up for that. Um, so yeah, that still happens, um, and and you can get paid. You get paid your match fee through the system at the same time. So saves you having to give out your bank details to every single club, because like, what does that club do with your bank details when you put it on a bit bit of paper and hand it to them? Because they know your name, they can quite easily get your address and your telephone number. Oh, and all of a sudden they've got your account co- account number and sort code. I mean, not suggesting that anybody in football would do that, but if that's just left on the side and somebody else takes that, there's there's quite a lot of damage that could be done. True, true that. True, true, true. One of the things I wanted to just touch base back with is the is the county FAs wouldn't be meeting, not more about a county FA. But what I've always found strange, what you touched on there about the affiliation side of it, is that like they're they're not really. You know, they're not really open to looking at that non-affiliation side of things. But if a club at certain levels can't get a referee, they can get anyone from the sidelines, any parents, to come in and referee the games. And you may not have a CRB check. You may not have any welfare safeguards. And, but that's all right to do. But no, don't do not do the other way down. Don't have a proper referee who's passed all the courses, active to unaffiliated football, but you can do the other way around. So I always find that argument's really, really one that pisses me off about, about County FA. So, but I think your product's really, really good, mate. I think it's really positive. It's something that will help referees, which is why we've got you on. I think you're a good guy, the really honourable, trustworthy. So, we, you know, we can vouch for you as a, as a good lad. And, uh, and I, I really genuinely wish you all the best with it, mate. Thanks, really appreciate that. I think, like we said, it's disruptive, it's different, it's new, it's fresh. It doesn't actually exist other than us. So we're kind of, well, actually, I think you could say we're the market leaders because no one else does what we do, which is quite exciting. Um, but we had a, we saw an email that went out um, from a league, fairly local, um, I won't name who it was, um, telling their clubs that they're not allowed to request referees via our platform. And we were like, oh, okay, yeah, here we go. Here's the interesting fact. Um, all because the, that league wanted to uh, keep control of who could referee there. And I'm just thinking, we're giving a club the opportunity who hasn't got a referee to find a referee. What's the issue? Because the issue, uh, the issue will be... wasn't registered on that league. Yeah, the issue will be this, right? The issue will be the league, some leagues, some leagues are great. You've mentioned, you know, some of the leagues... Tool Station Western League, great. I know they're talking to you. Yeah. Really, really positive league. Atlantic League, great leagues. Leagues will moan about the FA. Some leagues will moan about the FA and what they can't do with the FA. But then they'll do the same thing to referees. 
They'll say, oh, you're not doing that when you've got no right to do so. And if any league says that not to work with you, get get them to us and we'll give them some stick on Twitter because this is a wonderful product that helps clubs and helps referees. And like you said, and it's deep, deep ingrained in us three, anything that builds positive relationships between clubs and referees, you've got us on your side. Thank you. It was interesting, though. So, so this guy that I've been speaking to in America, he said that... They have kind of assigners or people that appoint the games. They take a cut out of the referee's fee for giving them the game. And then so he, so we've got a call very soon. And he's like, so you're telling me that a club can just go and uh, just advertise that they need a referee? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's incredible. That's crazy. How does that work? It's, it's, it's baffling. Wow. I mean, Ollie and I are slightly annoyed at ourselves that it's taken us this long to come up with this product because um, we truly do think it's game-changing. Like, it's it's a completely different way of doing things. Uh, we know, like, up north in Cumbria, uh, they don't have... They don't appoint... The league don't... The county FA, the leagues don't appoint referees. It's clubs. Go and find your own referees. How... Unless you know the manager or you know somebody that is involved in football that needs a referee, how did that new referee at 14 years of age find a game? Let's run it like Cumbria. Yeah, because, you know, where pitches and places are few and far between, you know, maybe miles apart as well for a young referee who doesn't drive, that could be very, could be very difficult indeed. Mm. It, it opens, I'm going to say it opens it up as well for the same club to have the same ref week after week after week. We like you because you give us good decisions. We look after you. We get you a pint after the game. Uh, we keep, I'll see you next week. Let's keep that going. It breeds that sort of, you know, the potential for that sort of scenario. The system does. No, no, sorry. The club. Well, yeah, I guess if clubs go out looking for their own referees. Now, I expect at a certain level, the uh, league secretaries, the ones that will go out and, and assign their own referees from maybe a county level, will will continue to do that. But I think for like friendlies and stuff, I know over this summer just gone, I picked up maybe half a dozen games just off Twitter. And if yeah. Yes Ref existed as a product then, fantastic, because those friendlies could have been given out that way. Sure. And Twitter is a great way to get games. We, uh, we've all done that and seen one. But if you scroll past it, like how how likely are you to see it again? Yeah, no, exactly. Unless I get added, like someone else yeah. has seen it and gone, oh, he's a ref, so ask him. So it's, it's for us, it's just about having that single place. And yeah. that doesn't matter what sport you are, it doesn't matter what level you are. Uh, I want to go and find a game to referee. Where should I go? Yes, ref? Because yeah, I'd, we, I'd much prefer going know. on a platform like Yes, ref, than trolling Twitter on the off chance I might get a game through that. If yeah. you live in London and you need a taxi, you're just going to go to Uber, aren't you? Exactly. But we'd like to think that we're, we're the Uber for referees. You're the Uber, oh, you're the Airbnb, you're the Amazon. That's I can see what, what you've seen in the market and what your product does to fill it. And you, you're going to nail it. I know you are. Yeah, fair play to me. Because we, we get a lot of people come to us on our Twitter accounts. Oh, we need referees for here. And um, what we've started doing, which I'm sure you will notice, is if a referee, if, particularly it's brilliant pre-season, it's, if, if someone gives a referee loads, oh, that referee has a shite. Wah, 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 wah. I, go to, I go to them and I say, listen, everyone, this club here, let's just give this referee loads of shit. When they come for wanting pre-season friendlies, you know what to do, don't you? No thanks. No Just thanks. say no. Just say no. <laughs> so I think that's where I think this is because I wouldn't be surprised if it develops into like feedback from clubs and feedback from referees. And I think there's lots of, of ways where, you know, I've even said about rate my club. You know, I, I was really keen on starting something up. And if anyone else wants to start to have it, rate my club. We're referees rate clubs. Yeah. So you can say these are clubs are allowed to rate us. Yeah, we don't rate them. And I really think ratemyclub.com or something like that, where referees go, do you know what? They would second, I just need to trademark something. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, where you say, do you know what? Their captain was top draw. The manager was, do you know what? They, they did this, the food, there was a Mars bar before the game. All that positivity could be. And the interesting thing is, mine, that you've, that I was just about to say that people will think that it'll always only ever be negative. Yeah. But yeah. why? No, why? Uh, we live in a society where people just moan yeah. and they don't shout about things that are amazing. So uh, 
yeah, people would go, oh, the referee was poor. He had about a game of penalty against me in the 90th minute. I don't want him back again. But actually, to go, that referee was brilliant. He spoke about decisions. He did this, he did that. He'd done the things that we want him to do as a referee. And for referees to go, amazing club. The food was banging after the game. The captain shouted at me once. We had a chat. He was brilliant after that. Yeah. Understood my point of view. And I think that's also just kind of... Uh, a build on the the ref support things that you guys are doing with clubs and trying to bridge that gap. And our, our initial slogan for Yes Ref was connecting sports and referees because that's all we want to do, bring them together and just find an easy platform just that people can find each other. Um, and it just increase that positivity because there are so many good relationships within football at clubs, mm. whether that just be... Like Darren will always ring me pre-season or when it's cold and there's a pitch inspection due. And I'd like to not, th- I'd like to think that's because he also rates me as a person, not just because I live 10 minutes from the ground and I don't, I'll just turn up and I'll do the pitch inspection. And when I go and watch a game because I haven't got one, he'll just chuck me a cup of tea, not chuck me a cup of tea. He'll pass me gently a cup of tea um, because we have that positive f- footballing relationship. And that's why I knew when Yes Ref was launched and I was thinking, who, who could I go to to go, come on, I've got a little idea. I'd love you to use us. I thought of Darren straight away because I know that we have that relationship where he'd either look me in the eye and go, Benny product shit, what a waste of time. Yeah, he was. Or, oh my God, game changing. I love it. Thankfully, it was the, it's game changing. I love it. And we, we sorted out his pre-season for him. I think one of the things that Martin touched on there as well, which I really liked and I really wanted to point out is I've been... Um, how you say on the mailing list or following with Yes Ref for a long time obviously um, we, we first spoke probably about 18 months ago and what I really like is the fact that there's a monthly update there was one on Christmas Eve as well telling me how Yes Ref had gone over the period of 2020 and, I, and that's one of the things that I think is really important I think Martin touched on it before about the way you're building relationships I, I really like the way that you have that idea of keeping the referees in touch with what's going on and, and look we've talked about it before on here a lot of bodies who referees are working for or whatever maybe not keeping them in touch and not keeping them abreast of situations and yeah. keeping them up to date with, with where things are going so that's one of the real positives and that's one of the things that I would say to anybody who's listening or watching to the, uh, watching this thinking oh well I might actually join that platform would be what I really like and, and I think that Ant's mentioned it about when he's refereed with Leisure Leagues Yes, Ref's another one of these companies where if you're kind of working for them, you you, you, you know, they're going to keep you in touch and they're going to keep you engaged and the referees are going to get looked after and they're at the heart of the thoughts of, of obviously yourself and Ollie who are, are running the platform. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been an absolute roller coaster journey, like I said. Loads of late nights thinking, oh my God, there's a stumbling block, there's a problem. How are we going to get over this? How are we going to develop that part of the software? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? But there's, I think not being big headed, but like with our passion and with our knowledge of, of the issues, uh, with Ollie's experience in, in running kind of events, et cetera, and, and being a referee as well. Now, we'd like to think we know what referees want, but then we're also not afraid to go and ask. So we did, um, we did some feedback probably three, four months ago and said that we know the system is not perfect. We know that and it will never be perfect because we'll always want it to be better. But tell us what you want. Tell us how you want it better. And we did exactly the same with clubs. So when we pitched to the Hellenic and said, look, we've got this idea, we've got the system that works really well. Um, what do you think? They went out and they spoke to some clubs as well. Um, and they've, they've made it mandatory so that every club in their league have to use it because they don't have to carry the personal bank details. There is no cash. It's safer throughout the kind of the COVID world is, is the way they sold it. But the clubs were saying, we would really, really like to be able to pay by a dra- bank transfer because initially it was card payment only. So then, great. So we got the scribble boards out, we brainstormed, we were researching, what can we do? How can we make it work? And because we know they wanted it, we knew we had to find a way for it to work. And we we gave them a delivery date and it was annoyingly one day late. Um, but we then launched the system and said, right, you can now pay by bank transfer. And they were like, like we then did a kind of another feedback thing to go right so now you've used it what do you think how how do you like it does it interact perfectly um because we we use the the most up-to-date open banking technology it's fairly new in the uk and we've got it embedded in our platform um so it was a little bit kind of squeaky bum time but it worked perfectly um and they were they were delighted that we'd asked them what they wanted and then we delivered on it 
Um, how many times have you fed a, completed a feedback form and you never hear anything again or you, you go, oh, great ideas, and then five years later they go, oh, we re- we've released this. It took yeah. us a couple of months, um, but we, we got the development and we, we did it because we know they want it. Mm. Um, we're doing something similar with the County FA at the moment with other opportunities that we know that they want that can almost be like a bolt onto the system as we can keep growing and expanding so not only being the single data source or place for referees and clubs to go, but why can't we get observers on there? Why can't you pay observers through the platform? Because you're, you're paying someone for a football service. There's, it goes bigger and bigger, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll keep delivering what, what people want. Mm-hmm. It's the plan anyway. One of the things I, I want to talk to you about before we go um, is when you talk about pitch inspections and dad, your dad and goes there to do pitch inspections, I remember you telling me, we won't tell who the club is, who you went to do a pitch inspection because you were going to the game early and the secretary was a right twat to you, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I had to go to the personal hearing for that because allegedly you didn't do it. Yeah. yeah they, <laughs> they called Ooh, me... Tell us more. Tell us more. <laughs> Listen, when I, I, put ben, I put Ben on a spot and yeah. if he doesn't want to do it, we'll have to do it out. If it's in there, great. But... I was absolutely livid when he talked about well, what happens us. It's just this thing is that he's getting to a game early to inspect the pits about the game on. And t- tell a story. Tell a story, Ben. So it was it was an evening game. Um, I got a phone call from the secretary saying, oh, I'm not really too sure what's happening with the field play. Don't know if it's going to be on or not. And I was like, look, what I'll do is I've got a meeting now. I'll finish my meeting. It's 12, 1 o'clock. I'll drive down to you early. If, if you can open the bar for me so I can have a bit. No, if I can use your Wi-Fi in the bar. Um, <laughs> I'll come down early. I'll do a pitch. I'll do a field of play inspection now because you can't get anyone else that's local, you said. Um, and then I'll sit in the bar and have a coffee and do a couple of hours of work until the game. He was like, yeah, brilliant. Really helpful, really helpful. So I drove all the way down there. Yeah, it was miserable. It was raining. It was cold. It was wet. It's the South, it happens. Um, did the pitch inspection with the groundsman um, and the groundsman's mate, put my wellies on, put my boots on, whatever it was, walked the pitch and went and said, and agreed with the with the groundsman and said, that, oh, it's fine really, isn't it? There's, there's, there's no real reason right now that I can call this off. That I wear my heart on my sleeves. I don't, I can't lie, I can't cheat. If someone says, oh God, can you not play it? We don't want to play it. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, no, not happening. So I said, unfortunately, whether you like it or not, game's on. Right, fine. So he made some phone calls. I went and sat in the bar, had a coffee, did some work. Yes, it continued to rain. And I said, look, I'll review it. Like, whenever, if you want me to come out in an hour again, as long as I'm not on the phone, I'll come out and do it. No problem. Anyway, secretary turned up at quarter to six. The, my two assistants were due there at six. Uh, he comes straight into the clubhouse, effed and blinding. I can't believe this game's on. It's absolutely hammering down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I said, look, all right, fine. I get that it's still raining. He then said, oh, we've even got to go out of this door because the front door can flood it. I'm like, okay, I can go out the side door. That's okay. Um, so I went out. I said, oh, my guys are here now. My assistants are here. Let me stick some bag in the dressing room. We'll, we'll go and check the pitch again. So we both put our boots on, went out. The pitch was a little bit wet in one place. It was playable. There was no issues with it. So I went over to tell the home club. The away team had just started arriving in dribs and drabs. Um, knocked on the dressing room door of the home club where they're all shielding because it was raining um, and said, yeah, yeah, sorry, Jones, game's, game's on. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. He then starts screaming, shouting, effing and blinding in my face. He, he's pointing at me, telling me that um, if anyone hurts themselves, it's my responsibility and I've got to take blame. It's kind of spit will come out of his mouth at the same time. And they're like, oh, this is a little bit extreme, but game's still on. Strangely, I've not changed my mind. I went and told the away team, and they're like, yeah, no problem, it looks fine from here. Went and played the game. Yes, the cut, the pitch cut up a little bit. It was wet. It was fine. It was playable. Played the game. Um, obviously, I explained to them that I'd, I'd be reporting the secretary for, for his comments and, and, and what happened. And he then, my two assistants were stood right behind me, so they were, all three of us witnessed it. All three of us put our reports in. Um, yeah, he, um, he said that he didn't do it. Um, and we went to a personal hearing, which was delightful. So the story here is, don't end on a negative, we'll end on a positive is, there's many, many referees out there who give their time or free of charge to come and do your pitch inspections, to come and help you out as a club. Don't shit on them because they won't come back and they will talk to other referees, okay, now nah, don't go to that ground because they treat you like an obhead. So any clubs out there that we want to build positive relationships, maybe have a think about when you are getting referees who 
go out of the way like Benz is today to help you. That there are a lot of clubs out there that will treat referees properly, and they're the ones that'll get games for friendlies. So just remember that. And on the on the flip side of that, if if Darren uh, rings me and asks me to do a pitch inspection and I can't make it, I'll always go leave it with me though, mate. I'll find somebody for you. Yeah. I'll take yeah. that pressure off you. For, for, I don't have to, but we have that positive relationship. Like Darren, don't worry, I'll get someone there for ten o'clock if that's when you need it. Not a problem at all. This is what I mentioned um, in the last episode as well. We as, okay, we get we get a few bad stories about referees, but on the whole. We all want to help each other and lift each other up as one big refereeing community because that's just our nature. That's, I think for the most part, that's who referees are. We're there to support the game and support each other. So, And that's just an example of it there. We do that. It doesn't matter what age you are, what level you are, where you referee in the county, what level you referee in the country, that we do this because we absolutely love it. We love Saturday, Saturday's football day. Now, that's probably why I'm still single because Saturday's my day. And now the level of football I'm at, also Tuesday is a football day and Monday afternoons are possibly football day and Fridays and now Sundays with the PL2 on a Sunday too. They're all football days. Uh, we live for this. This is like uh, the passion that we have for what we do is incredible. And I think the sooner and the better that people with other people within football, mainly at clubs, realise that we do this because we absolutely love it, not because we're all the Mark Clattenbergs of whatever level we go and referee. We do it because we care and we love it. Uh, the world will become, the footballing world, the sporting world will become a, a much better place, especially if you use Jess Ref to find your games. And you use that a good plug at the end. Yeah, I'm the builder. <laughs> give you builder a plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you almost <laughs> stole your thunder there. Yeah. You almost come in and goes, and drilling services are also available. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, listen, mate, thank you for your time. Uh, all the best with it. You got our support. We'll retweet it. We'll help you like we do with anything that helps referees. So we, we'll pick no sides. So uh, all the best with it, all the best for the season. And uh, thank you for your time. Thank you so much, gents. Thanks for inviting me on. Really enjoyed it. And we'll speak soon. Thanks, Ben. All the best. Bye-bye.